113 episodes. Oh my god. Mike of the Shoe Brothers Wrestling Podcast. It's a podcast online. It's wrestling pertinence. I'm gonna say it's about 90. It's about a night. You know, we Mike, Mike Shoe Shepherd. That's you. Yeah, hey. Get your voice in there, Mike. You know what? I was thinking to myself, we do call it, you know, we are a wrestling podcast. Uh, I'm going to say a 95% wrestling related. Yeah. I just you know, don't, I, I don't want to mislead the listeners and suddenly we start chatting about something else and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, once in a while, you know, if something, something pops up, we have other interests that, you know, it's like little... Opens the door a bit for the fans to get to know us a little bit more personally. And know, the world of wrestling is so that. related to just the culture of the time. You know, how are we not <laughs> supposed to go off on a tangent when somebody is a gimmick that is supposed to be a thing? Or Max Caster has a rap? Or, you know, it's, uh, we can't even, we can't help it. Exactly. They do it, so we do it. And it's it's just the way this show is going to be, but we have a great show coming up this week uh, in what we can famously <laughs> dub a normal week. We have as normal pa- as you can get. Pay-per-views are on the horizon. However, January has now become like this opposite Saudi time where we're it's, we're not going bang 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 between four different companies. No, we're actually uh, kind of chilling, building revolution is also coming up um san francisco i believe the home of the warriors <laughs> yeah among others uh and kamala yeah, harris home of Kam- I think kamala harris will be ringside <laughs> when when aw revolution makes uh their debut in her hometown i don't know never mike if you have taught me to never say never in professional wrestling <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying she's yeah. gonna drop the people's elbow. I'm just saying she's gonna be there. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't put money on it, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't put money on it. But never say never. Who knows? Let's get into the show this week. Let's kick off the show the way that we always do, which by crowning a brand new tweet of the week champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, so you may have noticed on um, on AW broadcast over the past couple weeks, or I don't honestly know how long, um, the advertisement of a show called Power Slap. <laughs> now, have you seen? Yeah, I'm sure you've yeah. seen it pop down on the bottom ticker, and I'm sure you know if you've <clears> all seen photo or video highlights of there are these competitions where people line up like they're about to arm wrestle, but they <laughs> just straight like the arm is straight. They come across from from kind of like they're parallel with their chest or, you know, kind of on yeah. a 180 there. And then they come right across to that 90 degree and make contact on someone's face. They wear chalk on their hands. I'm sure you've seen this. Yeah. No, I saw some clips. Which night. I and I, Mike, we're not. I, this is not a podcast where we get political. And Mike, I'm not a scientist. This has to be the most dangerous fucking thing I've ever heard of uh, a doctor. On um on uh, on Twitter, Chris Nowinski, uh, kind of made a compilation of this exact show, Power Slap, and almost like a worst ofs, where you <laughs> are watching on repeat, um, people getting slapped and then tumbling over into that uh, they they always <laughs> mention the, the that 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 they call it the fencing posture, which is when yeah. like you're you're on your back and your arms are up, almost like a little T Rex. Um, yeah, you know. it's like what happened to Tua 
uh, during one of his. It was times. literally the two. It was literally the two. The two opponents, and these are people, men and men and women of all. They have various weight classes, all these sorts of things. Uh, so this, uh, so this doctor, he was he was saying, you know, this is sad. This is this is the first sign of brain injury. This man would rather be the same. TBS Dana White should be ashamed. Pure exploitation. What's next? Who can survive a stabbing? <laughs> right, but that's not your tweet. Yeah. That's not even. Your Tweeted League champion, Mike. Your Tweeted League champion goes to former IWGP heavyweight champion, Switchblade, Jay White. All right. Uh, who got his name into the mix in the in the, in the rebuttal section. Lance Storm also was going off on this post. Uh, particularly, by the way, maybe that's why Jay White heard it, where he said Dana White probably got inspiration from hitting his wife. <laughs> yeah. Dana White. Yeah. Uh... Um, but yeah, yeah, Jay White making his obviously, obviously nothing. Jay <clears throat> Dana White's piece of shit, but Jay White making his kind of uh, debut here on the uh, Tweedledee Champion um, uh, ranks. Jay White Tweedledee Champion. Good stuff. Also, uh, Doctor Chris Nowinski. Is it Chris? Yes, that's what it said. Yeah, he's also a former WWE superstar, so he he knows what he's talking oh, about. Maybe it's the same guy. Must be. My, that's by, that probably is, how yeah. Lance Storm He retired because of concussions, and I think that's why he's so passionate about it. Became a doctor, got his PhD. and God, I didn't yeah. know that. Well, then I, I think maybe, uh, you Makes know. it even more relevant. Well, I think maybe uh, now this now this is a, uh, I think, I think the Twig champion needs to go to this performer now, Dr. Chris Nowinski. <laughs> <laughs> We're stripping it, baby. This has never happened before in the history. Unprecedented. Of this is unprecedented. <laughs> now, there was, of course, a few times where uh, um, uh, we do uh, Dana Brooke and Dave Batista are the only tag. Oh no, and Randy Orton, Tommaso Ciampa are the two groups of tag champions. But you know, I think I think you know I'm booking the show. Doctor Chris Nowinski, brand new Tweedledee Week champion. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, congratulations to uh, Dr. Chris Nowinski. And yeah, don't support. If you're out there at home, do not support this slap, slap. thing. Don't watch yeah, it. Don't tweet no, about saw, it. You probably saw the clip of the guy's face where it was just like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, like you're fucking spaced out. Like his, And he fucking all that to win $5,000 is the grand prize for the champion for permanent. I mean, yeah, Dana White's a piece of work for a lot of reasons, and this just is another one, you know? Yeah. Fucking. No, it's crazy. This whole thing is so stupid. Yeah. Fucking yeah. A. Uh, if Yeah, you know, be a UFC fighter where you can also get paid not enough. <laughs> yeah, and you can at least block. At least then you can block yourself. To. Yeah, if I'm getting yeah. fucked either way, it's like, hey, which one would I rather do? Oh, fuck off, Dana White, and fuck off, Slap League. Uh, let's move our way through the show, then. Um, let's move our way to, uh, how about a little action? Oh, excuse me. Uh, let's go move over to the blue brand. A little action over on SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then, uh, I think it was on Friday before, though? No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. We've already built uh, now. We've already built up our title match. Roman Reigns will be involved with Kevin Owens at the Rumble. I feel like this yep. is a Roman Kevin f four part three, part four maybe, at least. Right. Yep. 
but at least. But the show kicks off uh, this week with this uh, Intercontinental Championship match. Braun Strowman, Gunther, defending. Yeah. Uh, in Maybe. what I think is physically, or in in terms of mass, uh, Gunther's you know largest component opponent. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Uh, they kind of been building up to this one a little bit. So uh, let's get to it. Intercontinental title match. Uh, they were in Green Bay, so Strowman had these Green Bay Packer boots. Apparently, they're dedicated to some child that died. So hey. Noble cause. I'll give him that. Yeah. Way to go, Braun. Way to go, Braun. I, I, I saw some posts going on. He he did the tour. You know, uh, I think he did the tour of the locker room, met a couple of the players, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, like you said, two big men here going at it. Just lots of brawling. The crowd's rooting for Braun. Uh, Gunther distracts the referee, so the rest of Aperium jump in, attack Strowman, which allows Gunther to take control. Uh, but then Braun counters... He hits like, uh, it wasn't the full power slam. He did like a quick power slam, so it wasn't like a fully cha. charged. A little, huh. Yeah. So Gunther kicks out of that. Then he hits, his, Gunther hits the top rope splash, but Braun kicks out of that. So uh, Braun starts climbing up the ropes. He gets to the middle rope when Gunther comes in, picks him up, hits a power bomb. But uh, Strowman seemed a little scared. He didn't take it. Like flat on his back, he, he almost like landed on his feet first, and then yeah, fell he back. yeah, almost like he wasn't, almost like he's never. T I bet I bet Braun Strowman has never taken a power bomb before, or at least by one dude, maybe. Yeah, probably, probably. So he softened the landing a bit, but uh, that was still enough. The power bomb does the job. Gunther gets the three and retains his title. Yeah, and continuing on to his hot streak. You know, adding another great match to this uh, this this string of great matches. Yeah, on the road to hopefully becoming the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion ever. So um, Gunther has held the Intercontinental Championship for 218 days. Um, yes, Mike, like, like halfway. I'm gonna yeah. So I want to I want to ask you something. When was the last time? The Intercontinental Championship was held for longer. I know it's been a while. Like over 10 years probably. So it's 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who would it have been? So they lost They lost it to the big show. Oh, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Maybe I should, yeah. should I have gone with the they beat Ezekiel Jackson? Would that have been a better? That would have been uh, a lot harder. That would have been <laughs> no, a lot harder. harder. Okay, oh, yeah, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I I was looking at his reign compared to the reigns we've seen in the last however long, and yeah, this is a championship that doesn't get held on for too too long. Um, yeah. Even, even if I think of a lot of that, a lot of fun that the Miz was doing, the Miz would be like two and a half months. It felt, you know, maybe two and a <laughs> yeah, half to four, it. three months, and then it's gone. And then he'd get it back, and then lose it. He was more about quantity of rings. and hey I, I, no knock against the miz i gotta say he's he's one nope. gotta be one of the greatest one of one of the greatest ic champs one of the out best there. intercontinental champs ever absolutely uh, but, no uh, i want rain i mean we're not hating the honky tonk man is not a name you think of so he should not be the number one name or number one longest reign ever it's time to put that <sighs> to that, rest you know what but that's um that's what a full year plus another like hundred days probably right yeah, 15, I think he's got to get to like months? September, 
September something to maybe next year's Clash at the Castle. He can break the record. Maybe, maybe we'll see it. I would love to. Uh, I would love to see it. Love to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the UK, I think they announced Money in the Bank is going to be in the UK this year from so London, fun. England. Yeah, at the O2 Arena, I think. Yeah, is Not that Wembley? Wembley's too big. I thought O2 <laughs> was the big one. Yeah, who the hell knows? Uh, either way, uh, let's continue. Great news! Great news for uh, I think the yeah. UK expansion just in general. Um, and I like those. Uh, last time it was kind of like a mid-afternoonish kind of thing, right? Yeah, like and I when mean, they the were at Clash of the Castle. Just, yeah, you're guaranteed to get a hot crowd when they don't come very often. I mean, money in the bank's always so fun, now, anyway. Now so. do we start booking our UK stars? I mean, short. <laughs> well, I mean, that's another. They've always got Seamus, Drew, Gunther, and the Rhea Ripley in the bag. Yeah, but no, that. but I mean, I like book, like you know, have, getting some du- getting some real dubs out here. You know, like Seamus yeah. Shea- Gunther was banger, but you know, we wanted Drew to win. You know, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> we, is is Rhea, will Rhea be uh, stepping down with that uh, with that briefcase? I don't know. She might be champion already by then. But we'll at see. this rate, uh, we go backstage. Sami Zayn knocks on the bloodline door. Paul Heyman's comes out. Sami says he wants to talk strategy with the guys, and Heyman says, "What? No one's here. There's no guys. I'm the only one here." Uh, and, you know, out of love, the Tribal Chief wants you to do this on your own. Talking about the match he's got with Kevin Owens later. So Sammy just says, great idea. I got this. So we'll see him in the main event. In the main event, taking on his uh, his best friend rival. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got Rey Mysterio coming out for a promo. Just talks about his son, Dominic, and how he's walking around like a thug. Breaks his heart. Uh, you know, as a father, but as a man, he's sick of the bullshit. Uh, so, you know, Ray's here on SmackDown for a fresh start and officially announces his entry into the Royal Rumble. That's when Karrion and Cross and Scarlet interrupt. Cross just insults Ray, says you won the Rumble 17 years ago, but was Dominic even proud of you? You were never even there for him growing up. Uh, so why do you... Who do you hate more, him or yourself, for failing to raise your son? And that's when Ray hits Cross. They start fighting. Ray goes for six one nine, but Scarlet trips him up. Cross puts him in the cross jacket, puts Ray to sleep. <clears throat> Killer, uh, Killer Cross is returned. Carrying Cross, my bad. Um... <laughs> yeah, they kind of stopped and started this feud a little bit but it seems they're picking it back up again. Yeah, he needs this. I feel like by the time we got to uh, Crown... Crown Jewel, that might have been. I think that was him and Drew. I think, uh, and it kind of, it, it kind of like <coughs> was towards the end there. I think we know Triple H sees Cross as a fucking uh, massive motherfucker, so he's yeah. got to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, he certainly could use a big win like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, then we get some women's action. Tegan Knox taking on Zaya Lee. Who uh, Zaya had this cool new hairstyle, just like a bunch of bunch of braids all tied together, looking pretty cool. Uh, I mean, the match was okay, but the crowd was pretty quiet. I mean, these two are barely featured, so there's probably a lot of people don't even know them. But mm-hmm. yeah, 
Anyways, after a quick match, Tiga Knox hits the shiniest wizard, gets the win. In a pretty simple thing. Yeah, like you said, crowd wasn't really there. Yeah, they just... You know, they haven't been featured very much. Well, I think just in general, the SmackDown women's division, uh, you know, I think that's one of the kind of uh, the unsolved puzzles, maybe. Uh, that Hunter needs to needs to work through a lot of talented individuals, but you know where does everybody fit? Yeah, yeah, no. Ronda Rousey's reign was really just kind of her and live, and then a bunch of people you knew wouldn't win. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully, we can rebound. Uh, yep. Up next, you got Bray Wyatt coming out. He's got the old rocking chair and a spotlight on, so he just. Cuts a promo. I'm, I am the monster. I am Uncle Howdy. I am Bray Wyatt. Talks about LA Knight, their upcoming Lights Out match. And that was about it. Yeah, that's about it. That's coming up. Uh, that's coming up when? At the Rumble? Yeah. So we'll see exactly what that entails. Uh, yeah. What, yeah. I'm, I'm still curious about what light out, lights, sorry, what Lights Out will mean exactly. Yeah, I feel like they're just going to wrestle under a spotlight, turn off all the arena lights. Oh, right, and then I <laughs> guessed, I guessed like sporadic, almost like strobe lights. I think <laughs> I guessed that. Yeah, we need, uh, yeah, we'll we'll find out in uh, next weekend. So. Okay. Sponsored by Mountain Dew. Do the dew before the dew does you. <laughs> Mountain Dew. The new black colored do. <laughs> I picture if I if I'm see a black can, I'm picturing sludge. <laughs> yeah, just black liquid. Just doesn't seem, doesn't seem right. Uh, up next, you had Raquel Rodriguez taking on Liv Morgan, and uh, of course Raquel's got the size advantage, but Liv, former champion, so she can handle herself. And she tosses Raquel into the steel steps, and then she goes under the ring, pulls out a table. Sets it up on the floor, but then Raquel just rolls back into the ring, gets a hold to live, hits the Tahana bomb to get the win. So they just a tease with that table. No one went through it. No, well, I mean, but hey, who knows? I feel like when it's going to happen, it's going to be one of those messed up tables, and it's not going to go anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been duped yeah. before. We'll be duped again. Yeah. Uh, we cut backstage. Sonya Deville attacks Charlotte. They start brawling. Sonya hits her with a chair. Charlotte tosses her over some equipment. They get pulled apart. So it uh, looks like, you know, they might throw that on the Rumble card. A quick defense for Charlotte against Sonya. Who knows? Yeah, against someone, you know, uh, to, keep her, to keep her in our thoughts and in our prayers and our minds. You know, I don't think we've <laughs> seen her since. Well, I guess, no, she was on SmackDown the week before. I think she took on Sonia, I think. I think. Yeah, that was the whole whoop that trick thing. Right, 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 Whatever. right. <laughs> right, hustle and flow. How could I forget? I should watch. I should add. I'm gonna write that down. I want to watch that. I'm gonna add that to the <laughs> list of things I'm gonna watch because I remember watching it and liking it. I just don't know uh, if I still would. I don't know. Write down hustle and flow. Know. Let's put do, do your homework for next week. We all we both have to watch hustle and flow. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> you don't have you don't have two hours to kill. I mean, I'd probably rather watch something else. <laughs> That's fair. We'll see. Uh, main event time. Big matchup. Sami Zayn taking on Kevin Owens here. We all know the history between these two mm -hmm. uh, Quebecois. Oui, oui. Uh, 
<laughs> so yeah, just a nice hard-fought match. Sami Zayn hits the big tope to the floor, and then a big brain buster on the apron. Uh, Owens fights back, hits a frog splash, and then he hits the or no, Sammy kicks out, hits the blue thunder bomb, gets a two count there. And, uh, Sammy just starts doing a bunch of these half and half suplexes where Owen lands almost right on his head. Uh, so Sammy's in control. He's got things going on. He's got Owens in the corner. He's ready to hit the Haluva kick. When all of a sudden, the Usos and Solo, they just jump in, attack Owens, cause a DQ. Like, what the Which, hell? I mean, why'd they do that? Yeah, well, what the hell, man? Probably, probably sent by Roman in some capacity. I can I can only imagine, right? If they're doing it, it's because Roman told them to. Oh, I'm sure. But, I mean, Sammy had this in the bag. He was about to... They should have at least waited and see if Owens avoided it. But they fucked him. But, uh, yeah, right after the Usos hit the 1D and Sammy's just kind of stunned. He's just like, what What happened? And the bloodline just continued the beat down. Solo hits Samoan Spike. And then they're like, yeah, Sammy, you did good. But he's still just kind of shell-shocked. He's like, I think I for was, the first time, was... Sammy Zayn looked like a man questioning... Uh, the tribal chief's decisions. Yeah, you he, know, maybe I had the chief the win. It would have meant the world to me. Why would you ruin this? And it would have been a clean win. He had no interference, no help. Maybe Roman was like, "Hey, man, if Sammy beats him and I need help to beat him, that makes me look bad." So who knows? But uh, then they end up. We do get a table. Actually, they put Owens on the table <laughs> on the announced table. <laughs> Uh, Solo jumps off the barricade, splashes Owens, breaks the announce table, and that was how we end the show. Yeah, which is too bad because the match the match was great as these two always do. Um, when was the last time we saw Sami Zayn without his shirt on? Um, why is he a shirt guy? Not now? wrestling. I remember. Yeah, I don't know. I think just to promote that he's in the U.S. Because I saw. I remember he took it off like a month ago, and he was actually looking pretty ripped. Like you could see some. He's abs always been out. in good shape. Yeah, so I don't think it's like to hide. I don't think it's like a Keith Lee thing where they want to hide his belly or anything like, like that. Like it's a purely a merch thing, right? I guess it's it's like the fucking uh, Survivor Series T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, bring him back. Just wants everyone to know. Honor. Bring him back. I thought you hated those. I do, but if you <laughs> bring him back. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was SmackDown, though. Yeah, that was the entirety of our SmackDown. So let's switch. Uh, let's switch lanes to a special 10 p.m. presentation of uh, of Rampage. As, as soon as SmackDown well, that's ended. The, that's the normal time, so it's not special. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. I never watch it live. So there you go. Me <laughs> I saw yeah. 10 p.m. I was like, wow, I thought it started at 8. Uh, but it's a big show. This is the this is the carryover from the Los Angeles show. So, you know. Was it uh, taped the same night? Good question. I feel like they usually do that. Yeah. Oh well. oh well, doesn't matter. They've been uh, Rampage has been on a bit of a good streak lately. They they starting to book some bigger matches on it. So, uh, yes, it was it was the same night. All right, so hot crowd, just like on Wednesday. Uh, start things off with the TNT title on the line: Darby Allen versus Juice Robinson. 
And yeah, the match was fine, but something about Juice. He just doesn't do it for me. And he's a good wrestler and everything, but And yeah. th- this is this was his first match on uh television. The rest have have just been um he's been he's got a, he's got a couple dark matches. So I think a lot of the North American audience still does and myself included and you included, you know. We we don't know what to do yet. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just don't find him that interesting. But he's, you know, he can wrestle. He did well in there. He put a good beating on Darby. Gets a couple near falls. Uh, takes a page out of Goldberg's book when he hits the jackhammer. <clears throat> uh, and then later, Juice goes for a superplex, but Darby counters midair into a scorpion death drop. Nice reversal there. And then Darby follows up with the coffin drop, gets the win, retains the belt. In a pretty stand. I mean, he just won them. He's not gonna. He's not gonna lose it again. Uh, no, but not juice. yeah, you 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 are right. The Juice Robinson thing. I just love to see. Let us get used to it. Let's figure it out. Let's figure out what's going on. Yeah, I can learn to like him. We'll see. I can learn to like him. I don't know. You know. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You know, quite frankly, and you know, the shooties are open. And I have to say, you know, if you move over from. New Japan or a place where, you know, you and I don't consume it as much and then you you completely blow up here in the other markets. Like, you're priming yourself up for Rookie of the Year. I don't know. You could. You could. You could. You could. But it would take a big year. <laughs> uh, the Acclaim come out. Caster does his rap. Makes a little reference about selling out for blood money talking about wwe and that whole saudi arabia rumor right right right. that right. crazy 12 hours we had that was a crazy craziest 12 hours in professional wrestling history uh and then at the top of the ramp they've got this block of wet cement because they're going to uh they're all gonna scissor the cement for the hollywood walk of fame but then the gun club interrupt and say the only reason you're more popular right now is because you stole our dad and uh, they go to put their hands in the cement, but then the acclaimed pull the gun's pants down, and then their own father, Billy, pushes his son's ass first into the cement. So they got their cheeks all covered in cement. They got their butts. They got their butts covered in cement. Get it? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And we're going to see more of this on Dynamite. I can't believe, I cannot believe that this is the feud right now for that AW Tag <clears throat> Championship. Yeah, it's really uh, definitely a filler feud because I don't think anyone wants or interesting. cares to see the ass boys win. Yeah, like are we just trying to pump up the uh, the 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 rain, like the number, or like the sorry the days? <laughs> yeah, I mean at this point, I think they're making some good ground on like second or third place. I mean, yeah, more than swerve, time. more than swerve in our glory, more than FTR. So yeah. Yeah, I think they're third after the Young Bucks and Kenny and Hangman, so we'll see. I'm sure they're going to hold it till Revolution at this rate. So Yeah, they, they, I mean, I feel like where we're going is that the match at Revolution will be the two of them. Or sorry, the four of them. I mean, hopefully not. I hope they get this over with before that. I don't know. I, I agree. I anyways. agree. Yeah. Also, I wanted to see the finished product. On Wednesday of the cement to see what the the, <laughs> the butts, <thing. laughs> yeah, the butts. Uh, anyways, let's go to our next match: Balakai Black, Brody King taking on Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. 
uh, yeah, early on, Black hits a big moonsault. Brody hits the big cannonball in the corner. So they're on a roll. Uh, Eddie Kingston just kind of getting worked over. and But he's refusing to tag Ortiz the whole time. He's begging to get in there. But for whatever reason, Eddie's just being a dick. And crowd starts chanting, tag your partner. Which, tag that's your a new partner. One. <laughs> the the, yeah, never the synchronization by this, uh, by this Inglewood crowd was amazing. <laughs> yeah, but Eddie, uh, he regains control, hits the big Urican back fist. That's when Buddy Murphy and Julia Hart run in. They got a chair. So Eddie grabs the chair. Julia tries to take it from him, but Eddie raises the chair ready to hit her. And that's too much for Ortiz. He grabs the chair, saves poor Julia, and just shoves Eddie. He's like, you were going to hit a girl, man? So they start arguing. Malachi comes in, hits the spinning heel kick on Eddie, shoves Ortiz to the floor, pins Eddie, gets a three, so House of Black win. Uh, as they should. I've heard um, uh, Kings of the Black Throne. Yeah, this was a this was a this was a Brody term and... that was being thrown around <laughs> a couple times in yeah. this match. That's the tag team within the group name. <laughs> understood, understood. Uh, one thing though, whether you're in the match or not, I think I think you got to do the full entrance. Like the the Julia Hart edition is a cool fun part of the entrance yeah. kind of just the whole just the whole shtick right uh and you know you know have do the entrance and then they do the good luck and then they go, they go backstage you know let's <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying yeah i know what you're saying yeah it, it, it is a cool thing to see so we need we need more of that yeah but this whole uh i mean i know santana's injured but rumor has it he's him and ortiz are not on good terms so they might not even get back together anyway, oh that's so. terrible yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And same with Eddie Kingston. You feel like he's been, ever since the whole Sammy Guevara incident, he really hasn't had anything big going on. Well, yeah, and the crowd still loves him, so I feel like that's why he's 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 doing it, you know? Yeah. But remember, like a year or so ago, he was like in contention for titles, but Agria? he's he was. falling off a bit. I mean, yeah, he took yeah. on Mox Moxley, MJF, Punk. Yeah, had a bunch of big matches, so... Mm -hmm. It's uh, unfortunate for him, but hopefully he can bounce back. Um, anyways, we go back to the ring. Renee Paquette is there with uh, Golden Globe winner Paul Walter Hauser. Who, I have no idea who this guy is. Do you? I've seen, uh, I've seen two movies that he's in. No, one. What would that be? I forget the name of it. <laughs> but it was about the um, the uh, the bomb that was planted at the Atlanta Olympics, and he it was like a, it was like a bio or like a true story kind of movie, um, yeah. where he played okay. he played like the security guard who found the bomb, and then subsequently <laughs> was no, but this subsequently was blamed for planting it. it oh, it's like that's and weird. that's kind of like the whole the man was completely innocent and was just a good cop. Uh, yeah. But also, you might recognize him from um, an episode from season six of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, you, the initial, the first, the uh, when the gang makes Lethal Weapon 5. 
So you know how they do two oh. of these different episodes. <laughs> and he was the juggalo who Charlie takes under his wing. Yeah, of course. Uh, that, that was, was him in, in, in a younger acting role. He has some great, <laughs> uh, he has some, there's some great blooper outtakes uh, from that episode out there online. Uh, great actor and wrestling fan. Yeah, no, that's hilarious. He was the juggalo. Yeah, he Tried was the bootleg. Ju- he was the juggler. The bootleg from yeah. the film. The thing. He's like, don't bootleg. Yeah, I'll yeah, get don't bootleg. Copy. I'll get your copy. I'll get your, I'll get your copy. <laughs> <laughs> well, should have won a Golden Globe for that. Uh, I don't know what he won it for here. I mean, uh, it's anyways. always sunny. Has only ever been nominated for stunt coordination. Uh, I guess Emmys. they can only win Emmys, not Golden Globes. Yeah, best comedy. But is that a Golden Globe? Isn't that for movies the Golden Globe? No, there's a uh, there's a there's a television category there's also. Television. There, there's drama. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. We've established who this guy is. <laughs> uh, he talks about being a lifelong wrestling fan. That's when Danhausen comes out, says he's a winner too because he was the number one seller on uh, pro wrestling tees this year. So good for him. Yeah, and ma- makes uh, sense too. Less people are buying punk shirts. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean uh, that's impressive for a guy that doesn't wrestle that often. He's uh, doing well. <laughs> yeah. Doing well. I, so. I, I I hope he's getting a great cut of that uh, of of those like kind of you know the the money back. I'd hope so. Yeah, a good little chunk, twenty five, thirty percent. Who knows? I don't know. Damn, that'd be a anyways. Lot of money. <laughs> he wants an award for this accomplishment, and that's when Jeff Jarrett and the gang come out. Uh. Yeah, Paul Walter just starts insulting Jarrett. You know, you never even play that guitar that you bring with you everywhere. And Sanjay grabs Walter but gets slapped in the face. So Lethal knocks the actor down and then Jarrett grabs the guitar, smashes it over his head. And then uh, Lethal steals his Golden Globe, smacks Danhausen. Uh, That's when Orange Cassidy, the best friends, come out. They make the save. Uh... This whole thing was pretty pointless. This segment. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty pointless. You know, maybe one of those like TK found out that like you know uh, a successful actor likes wrestling, and they're like, "Yeah, you want to do a bit? Great, let's do it." I guess so. Yeah, but uh, let's just move on because mm-hmm. we've got the main event for Rampage. Ty Mello, Anna Jay taking on Ruby Soho and Willow, Willow Nightingale in a street fight. Well, of course, we can remember that uh, Tay Mello was responsible for um, uh, breaking Ruby Soho's nose. Or it was Sammy Guevara, sorry, was the one who... Well, the both of them. Oh, yeah, they, it was the it was combo. <laughs> Sammy is the one that dropped her on her head almost. And nobody likes either of them, so... Yeah. Actually, I think I like Ty. So, I, I do like Ty Mello, but not Sammy. Yeah, I like Ty Conti better than Ty Mello, but yeah, she's still okay. Okay, okay. Sammy's the toxic one in that relationship. Agreed. <laughs> anyway, street fight. So we get started during the entrances when Ruby and Willow attack with some hockey sticks. Uh, and then they just fight their way down to the ring. Anna Jay puts a trash can over top of Ruby, and then Ty jumps off the apron, stomps the can on her head crushing it over her face and uh this was a perfect uh disguise because they must have had a blade taped inside that can inside of the thing because it came up to a crimson mask yeah this this was a gusher ruby she was just 
bleeding profusely. And she's done this a couple times now, I think. Uh, the AEW women's division has a... They, they need to teach them how to blade or something. Because whether it's Brit, <laughs> it was the bunny. I think Ty, Ty Conti, Ty Mello, sorry, had her own version of this. Uh, yeah, they, they, they cut deep. They cut deep <laughs> here in AEW women's division. Yeah. But uh, more carnage to come. We get... Yeah, four chairs set up. They all start sitting down and just trading punches. And uh, yeah, Ruby covered in blood. The crowd's chanting her name, willing her on. Some more weapons, trash can lids, kendo sticks. Ty hits the DD tie onto a chair. Anna Jay grabs a strip of barbed wire, wraps it around her arm, and then applies the Queen Slayer, the sleeper hold with the barbed wire. Um, and then Ruby grabs a chain, just wraps it around her her fist, nails Anna to break the hold, and we get the big Tower of Doom spot in the corner where all four women just slam down onto a pile of chairs. Uh, Willow puts a trash can on Jay in the corner, hits a big senton, crushes the can, and then she picks her back up, hits a Death Valley driver on the apron, and then I think Anna Jay went to Blade, but she she knew how to she kept it pretty. Pretty uh, low to the surface. Yeah, pretty, yeah, uh, pretty, pretty normal. I mean, the ring was already a bloody mess. Yeah, by this she point. might not even have bladed. Might just rubbed off. Yeah, Ruby, it may have just been a rub like off. She had a little blood on her. Head. <laughs> uh, so Anna J, Willow, they fight their way up to the top of the ramp. Willow picks up Anna, hits a big sit-out power bomb off the stage through a table. But uh, I mean, pretty much only Willow went through the table, and poor Anna J, she just fucking slammed hard on the ground here big bump for her but that was that did not look fun uh right onto the uh the, the mat ringside yeah like it wasn't even like i don't know they definitely should have had two tables there because that one table's not enough for that bump it's a learning experience yeah but thankfully she's okay i haven't heard of any injuries or anything but uh that pretty much takes her out for the rest of the match and we go back to ringside. There's another table set up on the floor. That's when Ty picks up Ruby, hits a gotch-style pile driver off the apron, through the table on the floor. Just another crazy bump. So now the crowd's going wild. Holy shit. Ruby's still just dripping blood everywhere. Uh, Ty goes to pin her after that pile driver, but Ruby kicks out. So Ty goes and grabs the old black sack. We all know what's in there. The old thumbtacks poured all over the ring. Well, it could be Lego. Sometimes it's Lego. Remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so she goes to shove Ruby face first into the tacks, but Ruby puts her hand down, grabs a handful of tacks, and just throws them in Ty's face. Uh, and then she tosses her into a chair and then finishes it off with the destination unknown slash Sister Abigail right onto the tacks. A bit of a fearless bump there from Ty, kind of landing face first on the tax. Uh, that allows Ruby to make the pin, gets the one, two, three. You're supposed so to land on your back on the tax, folks. Yeah, but I mean, this one. That's looks not how scarier. the destination unknown goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe so that was Ruby Willow. Uh, maybe it was. A, maybe it was a little bit of a hey, sorry, we messed you up last time here. You know, kind of like a, <laughs> you get this. Yeah, maybe. Uh, either way, pretty crazy match. A lot of fun there. 
Uh, I almost wish you would have put this on Dynamite just to get a bigger audience for the women. They were going to go to this effort. Yeah, what was the nice. what was the Dynamite match last? The what was the Dynamite match? The women's Dynamite match last week. Uh, it was uh, the, the tag. Yeah, Soraya and Tony yes. versus yeah, Britain's uh, hater. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that that, uh, anyway. that is the bigger name match. Uh, for sure, yeah. you know, you're trying to market things or whatever. But yeah, you know, the fa- fans love a bloody uh, duel. Yeah, they work their asses off. They had an awesome match. Uh, maybe, I mean, uh, I remember the, the previous street fight we had when Ty and Anna took on Bunny and Penelope. Mm-hmm. I think I might give the edge to that first one there, but they were both great matches. Oh, wow. Ty and Anna Jay being involved in, uh, you know, two pretty high-profile matches there, too. Uh, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, blood and guts and gore and all that. Yeah. Two of the biggest, or, uh, yeah, two of the most hardcore tag matches, certainly, yeah. in the company's history. That's for sure. Yeah. Congratu- maybe, congratulations to them. Maybe uh, we can get a women's blood and guts match Ooh, at this rate. Maybe. We'll have to see about that. We'll see about that. Yeah. Anyways, that was Rampage. So let's hop on through the weekend over to Monday nights, where you know the name, it's Raw. Let's get Raw! The flagship show. It's the only thing that has ever mattered in professional wrestling history. It has never stopped running, nor will it. Cable will like cable will not exist, and this will continue to run on it. Uh, that <laughs> is how important this show is. Uh, we open up this week. The Usos and Solo Sokoa coming down to the ring. You know, giving talking talking. Uh, you know, they're they're giving the little trash talk. Eventually, Judgment Day came come down. Um, to respond. Yeah, they're all hyping up the uh, next week. Raw thirty, Triple X, the big thirtieth anniversary show. Uh, so every generation of the bloodline is going to be there to acknowledge the chief. So I guess that means Rikishi and you know some other guys. The Rock? Probably not the Rock. Uh. I mean. Maybe, but if they're going to do that, they'd probably save him for the Rumble, unless they want to spoil the surprise. Who knows? And have him uh, win the Rumble? I mean, that's... Not Cody? That's... Uh, I mean, if Rock's going to show up, I think he's going to win. Yeah, but he's not going sh- to come out and not win. Yeah, but if he's not there at all, then yeah, Cody's the guy, but... Either way, next week, Raw 30, the one thing we know for sure is that's when the Usos are going to defend the Raw tag titles against Judge Day. So, yeah, they're just talking about that. Dominic says they're scared. He smells the fear. Usos are like, bro, we beat you and your daddy already for these titles at WrestleMania. Dom just says, yeah, well, you guys wouldn't last a minute in the cell with the prisoners I was with. In the pen, we call an Uso a wannabe essay. Then he calls Solo Sokoa the biggest wannabe of all. So Solo steps up to Dominic. But then Rhea interjects, gets face-to-face with Solo. Uh, That's when Dominic hits Solo with a cheap shot. But he doesn't go down. He headbutts him. Big brawl begins. Uh, Rhea's taunting Solo to hit her. But 
Uh, he looks like he's almost ready to do it when Mustafa Ali comes flying in out of nowhere. Attacks Solo because uh, they got a match. Right <laughs> they have a match right now. <laughs> Uh, which I got, but I think the match got officially started during the break. So we we returned to see them yeah. already going at it. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much it. Ali's hanging in there for a little bit. Kevin Owens comes out, starts fighting with the Usos at ringside, which distracts Solo. So Ali's able to hit a big top rope tornado DDT. And then he goes for the 450 splash, but Solo rolls out the way, hits the Smoan Spike. Gets the win. And then immediately after, Owens just jumps in, hits a stunner. Uh, and the Usos try to grab a chair, but they end up getting pulled apart. So. You know, Sola Sokoa has not, lo- has not lost a match here on the main roster since being called up. Isn't that fucked? Undefeated. Undefeated. Yeah, they're, uh, they're doing a good job protecting him. He's the silent badass of the group, and... And yeah, really not sure what's next for him, but it sort of seems like the world is his burrito, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, he could be one of the next challengers for Gunther at this rate for mm. the title there. That'd be cool. Yeah, WrestleMania, have all the Usos in a title match, or all the Bloodline in title matches. Oh yeah, Who knows? an all Bloodline night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we got the next chapter. They've been doing these the last couple of weeks. The Cody Rhodes return vignette where they officially announce Royal Rumble's the date. So no surprise there. Which is, I Which guess, is a makes... bit of a bummer, right? Well, that's what makes me think The Rock is more likely to be there. Otherwise, they, you know, if that's the big surprise, they wouldn't want Cody to take away any any of the heat from that so why why else would they announce it early that's know. a good point yeah because i feel like ideally cody would have never got hurt and then he would be wwe champion right now i feel like yeah. if i'm booking cody not having an injury he has already the, the titles have been split he's won the wwe championship and now roman is still taking on the rock for the universal championship the rock puts roman over yeah, no, that's definitely what I would have hoped they would have done. Like, but that would uh, have made sense to me. But we, you know, we are in a different situation here. Um, you know, adding fuel to the fire. WWE.com or WWEshop.com has released new rock merch. <laughs> yeah, that certainly uh, seems to go hand in hand with the rumors. You know, so. and of course, if uh, you know, if you if you're uh, if you're a curious person, um, you know, and you 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 check out uh, the Rock's in, um, sorry IMDb page, it is worth noting that um, he's not currently filming anything. All of his all of his upcoming projects are in development, in post production, uh, but he's not actively on set. All right. Yeah. So that certainly uh, leaves a nice gap to get the thing done. All right. Exactly. Maybe, you know, some training, but a little bit of, you know, tweaking before and then, I don't know. Yeah. And there's still time to uh, split these titles up. You can have Roman defend one on each night. Cody can still get his shot. We'll see. He's going to have, know. he's going to have to at this point or like someone's going to, yeah, someone's going to have to take it off of him. Bef- it's going to have to happen. Yeah, we need it. 
I mean, the Usos, it sounds like they're splitting their titles up now. That they're... Yeah, well, they've at least planted the seed of mentioning that they are now split. Yeah, like Judgment Day is only going for the Raw titles, and then on SmackDown, they announced a tag team tournament for just the SmackDown titles, so that's a step in the right direction. Who knows? Maybe Judgment Day will walk home uh, next week, you know, will be I think that'd be I think that'd be the best idea. They've been having such a good run on Raw. Let Raw have some titles back. You let them have some titles back, kids. Because it's just been the women's in the U.S. for like months now. Yeah. And yeah. Anyways, let's go to our next match. Street Profits taking on Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander. In the middle of the match, MVP strolls down. They've kind of been teasing the Hurt Business reunion and uh, he tries to help out, distracts the ref, which allows Cedric and Shelton to double-team Dawkins. But then Cedric goes for the pin. Dawkins counters into his own pin and uh, gets the three. So Street Profits win. Street Profits win as they are both trying to stay atop the uh, the raw tag scene, I think, you know, maybe anticipating the belts coming back, like we just said. Yeah, exactly. It's what's best for business, mm-hmm. hopefully. Uh, Becky Lynch comes out, enters through the crowd, cuts a promo, tells Bailey to get her Karen looking ass out here. So Bailey and the rest of Damage Control come out to respond. And this whole segment, I mean, the Karen bit didn't really get over, and Becky had to explain it. And uh, yeah, she says she was never supposed to be the one in the spotlight, the first one to win the main event of WrestleMania, but. She did it because she loves this. She worked harder than anyone else, and she knows Bailey loves wrestling too, but when things don't go her way, she just blames everyone else and tells Bailey she peaked in 2015. So Bailey says, You're not original. You didn't even become the man until you got punched in the face, referencing the famous Nia Jax incident. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Becky says, Yeah, you know, I wasn't supposed to be the man. I changed the game and. Main evented mania, and if you want to prove yourself next week, one-on-one, let's have a steel cage match. Like you said, yeah, the bit maybe didn't get over. Weird, convoluted way to just book a match. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, the whole Karen thing. I mean, we all If you have to explain a joke, it's not a good joke. <laughs> yeah, so the match should be good, but uh, yeah, the promo was not. Boo. <laughs> uh, then we got Elias taking on Omos who uh, forgot he existed for a little bit there. Really fallen off, really fallen off the, uh, the the radar there. Yeah, during the Triple H era, but uh, he still got MVP in his corner, which I also forgot <laughs> that they were aligned. And uh, Yeah, so MVP causing some trouble for Elias. Uh, Elias grabs his guitar, but Omos takes it away, smashes it on the ground. Back in the ring, Elias hits the symphony. Climbs up to the top rope, but then Omos just grabs him, hits the tree slam, gets the win. A classic short exchange. Um, I'm sure we'll see Omos in the Rumble. Uh, he'll get, you know, the big moments of four, four guys, seven guys trying to you know, push him <laughs> over, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some tag action. Alpha Academy taking on Judgment Day. Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and pretty good match. Uh, seems like every week, Alpha Academy, they're getting more and more babyface, especially Otis, but even Gable, too. He's starting to hype up, getting into Otis's 
silliness. He, go, and, he goes to the shaking thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the crowd just pops big for Otis when he tags in, and he's he's dancing, he's strutting, he's acting like the old Otis. And, uh, of course, uh, we get the worm later on, which everyone loves. He kind of, like, slips and falls, but he still, he did the worm part. And he hasn't done it in a little while, you know? It's, uh, you know, he's done it as much. Yeah, so everyone was having fun. Otis climbs up to the second rope, but then Priest grabs him, hits an avalanche choke slam. Uh, but then Gable comes in, gets Priest in the ankle lock. That's when Rhea distracts, distracts the ref. So Judgment Day, double team Gable. Priest hits the South of Heaven choke slam. Dominic makes the cover. Judgment Day get the win. As they should, you know. Uh, we see um, maybe some teams, uh, you know, picking a lane a little bit more, maybe. I think uh, maybe adding fuel to that fire, bring these raw tag championships back, and let's start having uh, let's start having heels, let's start having baby faces, let's start have these teams going at each other. Yeah, no, I like uh, I like what they're doing with Alpha Academy. Let them let them turn baby face. They're both fun guys. I mean, Gable's such a good wrestler. I want to cheer for him anyways. So mm-hmm. let's do that. Yeah, good thinking. Then we got some women's action. EO Sky taking on Meechin. And I don't know if you noticed, EO got her old NXT entrance theme back. No, but I heard people saying that. Yeah, which it's a great song. I mean, she always comes out with damage control, so maybe we just never got to hear it. But Maybe we're not uh, the, we never got it. the full thing, maybe. Yeah, so nice to hear. A decent little match. Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae start fighting on the outside. So EO EO goes over, drop kicks Candice, but then turns around right into the eat defeat from Meechin. And that gives Meechin the big win. Huge win for her here. But in the first of her Meechin career. Yeah, but the crowd crowd barely reacted for this at all, which unfortunate for her, but you know, she hasn't uh, had enough time to really do a whole lot ever. You know, I think yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, yeah, Mia Yim, Michin, whatever we want to call her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, she she hasn't maybe she hasn't deserved enough to uh, to get our attention, our respect like that. Yeah, hopefully, you know, put a put together a couple more wins, maybe things will start picking up. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. You gotta earn. You gotta earn us first. We're not just gonna give it away. <laughs> uh, then the Raw Women's Champ Bianca Belair comes out, gets a nice pop, chance of EST, and she talks about Alexa Bliss turning on her, or yeah, attacking her a few weeks ago and cutting her open. I think she even had some stitches on her chin, so it was real. Eat. Uh, but you know that's the price that comes with being champion and. Alexa comes out, says, you're afraid of me. And, you know, the Rumble's in two weeks. Uh, Belair says, why enter the Rumble? Why don't you just face me one-on-one at the Rumble? So Alexa says, all right, see you there. And Bianca says, well, you can see me tonight too. And so they start swinging. They brawl over the barricade into the crowd. Bianca picks up Bliss, ready to hit a KOD onto some chairs. But then the smoke just starts billowing out of one of the uh, tunnels there in the crowd and Uncle Howdy appears which distracts Bel Air allows Bliss to hit a big DDT on the floor 
because uh, Uncle Howdy is looming. Yeah. So this whole Alexa Howdy Wyatt connection. Well, and I'm sure I'm sure since everyone will be involved in their own matches at the Rumble, I bet that is where I think these things are going to come out. Whatever, whatever it is, this is where they come out. Yeah, it's all going to come together. Uh, then we had Akira Tozawa take on Bronson Reed. So big size Mitch mismatch here, but Tozawa hangs in there, gets a couple moves in, and uh, he goes for a senton off the apron, but Reed just catches him midair, power bombs him into the barricade, uh, jumps off the apron, hits a big shoulder tackle, which just flips Tozawa inside out. And then he throws him back in the ring, hits the big tsunami splash off the top rope. That gives Bronson Reed the win. Bronson Reed getting the Bronson Reed with the win. I think a similar crowd reaction, though. You know, uh, we don't know who he is yet. He hasn't he hasn't done anything to earn our respect. Yeah, I feel like the tsunami at least got a bit of a pop. Seeing yeah. such a big man splash, but yeah, for the rest of the thing, not a whole lot going on there. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the main event. You got The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor, sixth way elimination match. Winner gets the U.S. title shot next week at Raw 30. So, uh, yeah, early on, Ziggler hits Lashley with a Famouser, and then Miz hits Lashley with a skull-crushing finale. So big back-to-back, but Bobby's able to kick out. And then later, Miz has Ziggler in the figure four leg lock. But then Seth just runs in, stomps Miz, pins him, so he's eliminated. And then the heels, they all start working together. So Rollins and Ziggler team up for a bit. Uh, but of course, that doesn't doesn't last long. But we did see some rare high flying from Dolph when he hits a big dive off the top rope to the floor. And then back in the ring, he hits a zigzag on Lashley, but then Seth runs in, hits the pedigree onto Ziggler, so uh, that eliminates him. And then Lashley, he's in control of things, and that's when MVP and Omos come out to ringside, which distracts Bobby for a little bit. Balor drop kicks him in the corner, hits the coup de gras, but then Seth jumps in, hits Balor with the curb stomp, makes the pin, so Balor's eliminated. And then Rollins goes out to the floor, but Omos grabs him, tosses him over the announce table. Uh, back in the ring, Lashley hits Corbin with a spear to eliminate him. So just like that, we're down to the final two, Lashley and Rollins. Uh, Bobby, he starts yelling at MVP and Omos for getting involved, but then Austin Theory jumps in, hits Lashley in the head with the US title. So Omos grabs Theory, Tries to chokeslam him through the announce table, but Rollins jumps in, gives Omos a curb stomp out of the table, and then, yeah, he clotheslines Theory over the barricade. But all this commotion uh, took his eye off the prize because he gets back in the ring. Lashley hits him with a spear, gets the three count. So Lashley has won uh, himself a U.S. title shot next week. He's won the opportunity. It was uh, could have been a chance for a guy like Finn Balor. I was hoping for Finn Balor. I think when, that uh, been a lot you know, fun. it would have been cool. I think, you know, him and Austin, you know, him and Theory, you know, similar similar, similar size, maybe a similar moveset. Uh, Lashley and Seth have been hovering around this championship for the last, you know, few months now. Maybe it would have been nice to throw yeah. some new blood in there. But, hey, I'm not booking. 
No. Nope. What do I know? But, uh, I feel like this is, uh, I feel like, you know, the MVP and Omos came out looking like they were going to harm Lashley, but they ended up helping him in some ways. Maybe it was all a ruse and the Hurt Business is back together with Omos as the new member. Who knows? Okay. So you're thinking uh, maybe, yeah, the Hurt Business, maybe we get Cedric Alexander back in the mix. Yeah. Shelty, old Shelty. Yeah, who knows? I mean, <laughs> hell, all four of them were on this show tonight, so they're all being yeah. featured in one way or another. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll see if they get involved in that match next week. Yeah, we'll have to see. Looking forward to it. That was the entire episode of Raw, and it's time for us to take a break. All right, we'll be back. We'll be back with the second half of the show. You're not going to want to stick around. Back to the second half of the show, folks. Thanks for sticking it out through the break. We are here. We are back. Uh, we were talking about it earlier, leading up to the Rumble. Of course, that's coming up in a couple weeks. Um, but for now, let's move over to uh, let's move over to NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's a good wrestling show. NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. They have no prospects. Of course, we're coming off the heels of New Year's Evil. I guess we will be getting, uh, what's the next one called? Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day, of course, right there around the Valentine's Day season. And they like to they like to pump up those shows a little bit. But is yep. that is that a weekly show or is that one of these the weekend shows? I think that's a weekend show, a premium live event. So a PLE. Bit of a baby. bigger deal. It's a bit of a big deal. You yeah. are right. So let's get into the show. Let's kick it off. Uh, we have some tag action coming up here. Paula Cruz and Axiom taking on Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams in a competitive back and forth match. Yeah. Uh, Axiom, he ends up taking out Trick on the floor. Carmelo jumps at Apollo, trying to hit the nothing but net. But Cruz counters into a pin and gets the one, two, three. So Apollo and Axiom get the win. Is that easy? Is that Easy. Uh, I think uh, Trick Williams came out mocking Axiom. He's wearing a mask on. Yeah, they've kind of been having a back and forth the last few weeks. Yeah, but now we're uh, uh, we're we're in this kind of a fifty-fifty booking kind of thing for this guy. <laughs> yeah, for these guys. Uh, yeah. But then we go off-site to uh, Tony D'Angelo. He's got stacks with him, walking by the famous bridge where uh, we saw the last of two dimes and. Tony says this is where rats come to die, and he's got two dimes in his hand. Very symbolic as he throws them into the water. Yeah, a little too on the nose. Guys, he did a bunch of steroids or cocaine. He did one of the two. That No reason to imply that he's swimming with the fishes. I mean, come on. <laughs> he's it's dead just, to us. It's just steroids and cocaine, like or cocaine, or both maybe. You never know. But it's, got, it's one of the two. Yeah. Uh, either way, Stax, you know, he's he's a little worried. He said, uh-oh, Tony, you're going to end me here, aren't you? But he says, no, no. Your days of a foot soldier are over. From now on, you're going to be the underboss. And he gives him a jacket with the family crest. Now, I haven't seen Goodfellas in a while. What is an underboss? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, if there was more than two of them, it would probably be more significant. So he could kind of order some Goombas around. Okay. But, oh, some uh, Goombas. <laughs> there's really That's nothing important. More to it. Important to move around Goombas. Yeah. But uh, I don't think anything really changes because he's the underboss. Tony's the boss. So no, nothing's happened. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, well. Uh, Toxic Attraction come out to the ring, start talking about the big win at the Battle Royal last week, which earned them both a title shot uh, for Vengeance Day. And they promised that they're both going to win that title at that show somehow. Not possible, but we'll see. (laughs) That's when Lyra Valkyria interrupts, saying, I would have won that Battle Royal if it wasn't for Cora Jade interfering. And uh, they say Toxic Attraction... Or, yeah, Toxic Attraction, tell her, we've been champions longer than you've even been here, so get to the back of the line. They end up coming to blows. Roxanne comes out to make the save for Valkyria. Toxic Attraction runoff. Okay, still trying to do their thing here. They are now the elder statesmen of the entire uh, division. Yeah, Toxic Attraction is, yeah. Uh, Then we get another vignette of the streamer, Stevie Turner. Doing what streamers love to do, making a reaction video to last week's Battle Royal. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. What's up, That's YouTube? Much it. Exactly. Have you, uh, do you watch, do you watch any uh, Twitch streamers or something like that? No, not really, no. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I've seen them. Uh, yeah, I see clips here and there. But yeah, there's nobody who um, there's, uh, you're not going like, oh, I can't wait for the next. Like, I know who their names are. <laughs> yeah. No, I just watch like podcasts on YouTube, like video. Yeah, I'm not watching Dr. Disrespect videos, but I know who he is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, then we got Alba Fire taking on Sol Ruka. Pretty solid match here. Ruka looks better every week and uh, definitely her toughest opponent yet here in her short NXT career. Uh, Alba's in control when Isla Dawn appears once again on the balcony, distracts her. Uh, Then Alba goes running in the corner at Sol Ruka but gets hit with the Shooty Award winner, finisher of the year, the Soul Snatcher, first time on NXT television. That gives Sol Ruka the big win. You're right. It does look awesome. It does look awesome. <laughs> it really does. It really does. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, we've seen a little bit more of her in the past couple weeks, at least in the past month, Mike. Uh, is it time? Uh, do we strap a rocket to, to Sol Ruka? She's definitely jumping up there. She's a early contender for uh, Rookie of the Year kind of things so. yeah is currently uh pro- possibly leading that uh that that group yeah so yeah i like what i'm seeing during her those vignettes i wasn't really sold on the whole surfer chick thing but now that i've seen her wrestle she's getting pretty good yeah i i feel like i'm, I'm getting it i'm understanding it a little a little bit more yeah and the crowd's getting behind her so it's good to see good to see yeah, because we need we need we need some action now that Mandy Rose is gone. You know, we need a clear path of exactly what the hell is happening here um, in this women's division. Yeah. Uh, then we go backstage. Grayson Waller's getting interviewed. Says if that rope hadn't broken last week, he would be NXT champion right now. And 
he ends up pulling out a replica NXT title and just hypes up the the rematch in a steel cage for Vengeance Day. And then later we do the same thing, have a sit down with Braun, just his side of the coin. But uh, yeah, that'll be our main event most likely for Vengeance Day. Yeah, probably. Braun Breaker still looking pretty unstoppable here, right? I don't. Yeah. Personally, yeah, I don't see anything else. Yeah, steel cage match. Who knows? I'm sure it'll be fun though. We'll get some some big bumps, some jumps. Yeah, some, someone could, someone could go off the top for all we know. Yeah, I think Waller's already done that in the War Games a year ago. So right, he's not afraid. He, he's done it before. Uh, He'll do it again. God. Damn it! And then we get a tag team match. Briggs and Jensen taking on Gallus. Uh, they just go back and forth. Gallus, they peel back the mats at ringside, exposing the concrete floor. Jensen ends up getting back body dropped right out of the concrete. So medical staff come out to check on him, along with his girl, Kiana James, looking out for her boy. And uh, this leaves Briggs all alone in the ring, so Gallus just take over, hit their finisher, get the win. Yeah, as they should, as they should. This tag, this tag division is looking. Uh, um, would you, would you say promising? Would you say not much there? I mean, of course, we have our teams over here from NXT UK that seem to be, uh, you know, leading the division actually. Yeah, between them and Pretty Deadly, yeah. uh, the imports are certainly yeah, some of the hot commodities. I say the tag division's doing all right. Mm-hmm. Not the hottest it's been, but it's yeah, good. It's at a good spot. You know, and it's it, it's funny. Um, you know, we'll 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 see more from this tag division a bit later. Yeah, uh, we go backstage after the match. Uh, Jensen, you know, he's all hurt from landing on the concrete. Fallon Henley's like, what was Kiana doing out there? She doesn't like you. She's just using you. And he says, hey, she was helping me out more than you were. What is she using me for? You got your bar back. She likes me. I like her. Fallon says, well, when she breaks your heart, I won't be there to help you pick up the pieces. (laughs) Are we going to have another heart? Are we having a heartbreak angle coming up? I hope not. I hope Kiana's becoming a good person. You know, Jensen, he deserves deserves some love. (laughs) Loving his life. Yeah, he deserves the best. Maybe that could be uh maybe that could be a new shooty, best on screen romance. <laughs> That's the thing, we don't have enough of them, right? Uh to make it like a like a true category. Like I, I feel know, like, hard. If, like, it, like if best romance was a shooty, there wouldn't be a year, but there would have been a year where where by de facto, like Lana and Bobby Lashley won. Because <laughs> they they were the only fucking thing that year. Yeah. Or Sammy and Ty, things like that. Uh Sammy anyway. and Ty. Next match, you had Valentina Perez taking on Thea Hale, who, uh, you know, Thea, she's grown on me as well, like the rest of Chase U. I like Chase U. They have a a vision, they have a direction, and they're not stopping. I like that. I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And Thea, she's got spunk, great charisma, she's rowdy, she's always hyping up the crowd. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like her. They're chanting for her, and uh, everything's going well. But then Electra Lopez comes out. She gives some brass knuckles to Ferez, but she takes them off, says, I don't want this, tosses it to the ref. But then Thea grabs her, hits an inverse DDT, and gets her first ever win here in NXT. Was this, this was her first, eh? 
Apparently. So wow. Way to go. Way to go with the hail. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I mean, I, I've liked Chase U, I, I think, this whole time. They, they have a thing, and it makes sense, and I get it. And they have a clear direction. Uh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, the crowd's into it. So, uh, yeah, it's been going well for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully see, more, uh, hopefully see more of Chase U succeeding. Yeah, yeah, eventually they got to get some big wins under their belts. Yeah, so, so, something to, uh, you know, really solidify themselves. Yeah, maybe even a tag title shot for Duke and Andre, but hmm, maybe see about that. Uh, then the unfortunate news of the week, Vic Joseph informs us that uh, he just learned Jay Briscoe has passed away and they give their condolences to his friends and family and classy move. You know, he never worked for WWE or NXT, so that was nice of them to acknowledge. And Yeah, I guess it happened just uh, before the broadcast, I think. Yeah, or maybe even during, but yeah, so it was nice of them to acknowledge. I mean, this is definitely the most shocking death since Brody Lee. The guy was only 38 years old and, you know, car accidents, so obviously age didn't really have a factor in it, but yeah, just a sad story all around the wrestling world. Yep. Another one of those moments. People die, uh, you know, people die soon. And the the entire wrestling community comes together. It's the, uh, yeah. everyone puts aside their difference. It's like uh, on that Christmas day in World War One when the soldiers <laughs> put aside their shit or whatever, whatever it is. They played soccer. Egg, yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard that rumor <laughs> too. Uh, yeah. But yes, that, that's, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, and then up next, we had the New Day coming out and crowds chanting New Day rocks. They talk about being done with Pretty Deadly because at Vengeance Day, they're defending against uh, the gauntlet winners, Gallus. That's when Pretty Deadly interrupt to complain about how they should be the number one contenders. And Gallus interrupts saying, nah, nah, nah. But their accents are very thick. So the crowd just says, what? Because they couldn't understand them. Said what? Everyone starts brawling. What? Yeah. Yeah. So that leading, was that. leading to the brawl. Maybe we'll get a triple threat of some kind. Maybe they could throw that in there. Uh, then you had Javier Bernal stealing Elias's gimmick when he comes out with a guitar and a microphone. He's ready to perform, but Tyler Bate interrupts. So we get Bate versus Bernal. Always great to see Tyler Bate back here. And you know, hopefully this is permanent. Stick around for a while. Or, I mean, even go to the main roster sooner or later because he's uh, dominated NXT for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he dominates most of the match, but then some miscommunication on the finisher here. The Tyler driver. I don't know what the deal was, but Javier didn't seem to know how to take this move. They kind of... Tried it once, he put him back down, and then he tried it again, and he still didn't know what to do. It looked wrong. He just kind of like flips and lands on his thing before Bate finishes the move. So he's just like, whatever, and he pins him. Yeah, maybe he couldn't get his body up. I don't know. I don't know how to wrestle. So uh, <laughs> it was, he just sort of fell into the pin at the, at the end there. It was, it was a bit yeah. bizarre. I think it was on Javier, because I've seen Bate do this move to big guys before. Okay. So. I think he just didn't know what what to expect. Yeah, you, yeah, you, oh, well. you could be onto something there too. 
Uh, backstage once again, Fallon Henley comes to apologize to Jensen. She says, you know, I know Kiana means a lot to you, so I'm going to try to make it work. I even went and got a tag team match booked with her as my partner for next week. So, hey, nice to see it. Nice to see it happen. Nice to see it happen. Hopefully, uh, we get some good news. Yeah. In the main event, we had Toxic Attraction taking on Roxanne Perez and Laya Valkyria. Uh, pretty short. Uh, only seven minutes or so, but they worked hard, fast-paced. Some big dives to the floor. Uh, Valkyria climbs to the top rope when Cora Jade comes out, pushes her down behind the ref's back. So uh, Valkyria goes after her. They fight on the floor. That leaves Roxanne all alone. Toxic attraction. They double team her. They go to hit their finisher. But Roxanne ducks. JC ends up booting Gigi in the face accidentally, which allows Perez to hit Gigi with the pop rocks. Get the win. So, uh, yeah, Roxanne Valkyria are victorious. Toxic attraction argue with each other to end the show. I'm worried Roxanne is going to stagnate for a bit until we find another uh, legitimate opponent. You know, maybe not. It would be great if we could do kind of like the open challenge thing, maybe. Everyone gets a shot until that person's available. But I worry that until then, uh, we're just going to get tag matches, these sorts of things. Yeah, I think, yeah, the whole Mandy Rose thing probably pushed the timeline up a month or two. She was probably not going to win it on a random episode of NXT, so. Yeah. Kind of got to catch up and, uh, yeah, build some challengers, someone who can realistically have a shot of beating her. Yeah, I don't know who that would be either, but uh, but that was the entirety of the show. Uh, let's move ourselves over to the very next night. Let's move ourselves over to Dynamite. AEW, All Elite, they coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Leading up to our yeah. big revolution show. Show kicks off. We're challenging. Or Orange Cassidy has his all Lightning championship on the line. Taking on Jay Lethal. I think, of course, before the match starts. Uh, so... His whole Jay Lethal's buddies were all banned from ringside. We're talking Double J, we're talking Satnam Singh and Sanjay, but then they just sort of came down and bought tickets. Yeah, so as long as they're behind the barrier, I think that's okay. <laughs> cool, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the stip is they're not just banned. If they interfere in any way, then Sanjay will be fired. So fingers crossed. Please interfere. Them. Yeah, so they sit down. Danhausen comes up to check their tickets, and uh, he gives their seat. Or best friends come along, sit right behind them. So they're all there. Uh, back in the ring, Lethal and Cassidy. They're going back and forth. Cassidy gains control. Jeff Jarrett. He's ready to jump the railing, but Sanjay stops him. He's like, "No, don't get me fired." So, uh, yeah, that happens. And Lethal. He counters an orange punch, hits the lethal injection. But he's unable unable to make the cover as Cassidy rolls to the floor. And then Sanjay, he distracts the ref at the barricade. Jeff Jarrett goes to hand the guitar to Lethal, but then Danhausen runs in, grabs the guitar. He runs off with it, so Lethal starts chasing him around. And he ends up running into the ring right into an orange punch from Cassidy. That gives OC the win 
retains his belt. Uh, In a pretty normal thing. Yeah. Afterwards, Satnam Singh gets in the ring ready to attack, but Sanjay has to talk him down. So I guess the stip continues even though the match is over. So uh, Jarrett goes to use his guitar, but Sanjay stops him as well. Cassidy goes, gives Sanjay the soft kicks. He wants to fight back, but he can't. So he just angrily leaves with the others. And uh, Jay Lethal is pretty uh, is okay. I don't mind him. You know, uh, you don't get to see him much. I don't care so much for his posse, but uh, he himself is not bad. He's a good wrestler. Um, yeah, there's just, you know, I think we see him enough. I think there's other guys we could see more in his spot. Guys like Miro and Eddie Kingston and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good names here. But, good names. Uh, also, this happened to be uh, Orange Cassidy's 10th successful title defense which gives him the record for most of any men's singles title in AEW history. There you go. Huh. Way to go, OC. When I, I, I'm so glad we were there to see the first one. Yeah, the history. The history the being made. Up uh, next, he had Top Flight taking on the Young Bucks, who didn't come out wearing the trios titles. Which I know it's not a trios match, but come on, you should be carrying those belts with you. Yeah, because Kenny, last time we saw Kenny, he was wearing that IWGP tag championship. Yeah, yeah. If, why would you not wear a championship belt if you had that championship belt? I don't get it. Exactly. That was my one little complaint, but you know, at least they were wearing armbands there for Jay Briscoe. Had a little. A lot of people were. Yeah. A lot of people were. Yeah. Throughout the night, they also did the graphic at the beginning of the show, the memoriam, but. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, yeah, nice fast-paced, high-flying tag match here. Big spot when top flight, they hit a powerbomb, nosedive, moonsault combo there. But Nick is able to break up the pin at the last second. And then Nick, he springboards into a destroyer on Darius, but he kicks out. So the crowd's chanting, this is awesome. The Young Bucks hit a nice doomsday device. And then they go for the BTE trigger, but Darius ducks, so the Bucks' knees collide. And then Darius rolls up Matt, crosses his legs for some extra leverage, and gets the three count. Huge win for Top Flight here. Huge win. This was massive for Top Flight in what was an incredible back and forth. Yeah, this what an upset. That's got to be the biggest win of Top Flight's career, I would say. I mean, it's certainly Darius Miles getting that pin there, too. Not even his uh, yeah. you know, slightly more popular brother. Yeah, so that was that was a big surprise. But fun to see, you know, the Bucks, they're already trios champions. So it's okay for them to lose a regular tag match now. Exactly. That's fine, you know. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a hard-fought match. It wasn't like they lost in 20 seconds. Yeah. No, it was great. Great. Great match. Yes. Uh, then the gun club come out, crowd chants ass boys at them. They try to take credit for the acclaimed success, you know, saying they're only popular because we gave them our dad. And that's when the acclaimed come out to respond and gun tries to cut their music. But Caster says, no, put my music on, does his little rap and says, you only got the job because your dad works here. And yeah, they get in the ring. They start fighting, but Billy breaks it up. Grabs a mic, says he's tired of this. His sons are pathetic. 
and the acclaimed. They need to start acting like champions. So next week we're gonna hash this out. I got two words for ya. Family therapy. <laughs> Although the crowd did give a triumphant suck it. A suck it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then after that, we got Jake Hager uh, taking on Ricky. Before we go on, um, yeah. I, now my stream of this, Max Caster said something that went completely bleeped. Yeah, I didn't catch it either. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, I was, I, I wasn't sure if you, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, didn't catch the line. Okay. Uh, Jake Hager takes on Ricky Starks. The follow up to that awful promo from last week. Uh, and of course, the purple hat was involved. Big spots of the match, kind of each of them take a turn wearing it and doing some moves. And uh, Ricky's in control when the Jericho Society jumps on the apron. They grab Starks. Hager runs in to attack, but Starks ducks. So Daddy Magic gets hit to the floor. Ricky hits the spear, gets the win. The hat is be is a big player. Uh, these days the fans at home or the fans in the crowd rather love it uh rj city on hey ew was wearing uh his very own hat uh this hat <laughs> is getting over i want to see the hat on the uh aew roster page have its own section <laughs> yeah well yeah don't yeah don't worry kenny omega is going to wrestle a hat uh, it's gonna get yeah. f- it's gonna get five stars, and Jim Cornette's gonna shit on it. So I remember WWE, they used to put the animals. You know, when someone would come out with a dog, they would put the dog would get their own roster thing. Oh, on the really? Page. Yeah. Well, why? You know, why not? Why J- not the hat? Jake the Snake Snake should be there. <laughs> so give the hat. Give the hat his love. Uh, up next, you got Brian Danielson taking on Bandito, the second step here, and. Brian's journey to the number one contender. Yeah, these seven labors of Danielson. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just an awesome match here. The crowd was hot. Uh, we were in Fresno, I think. I think that's what they said. Yeah, that's where we were. So large, large Hispanic community. So uh, Bandito was actually the one getting favored here. Lots of chance for him throughout the whole match. And just an awesome technical match. Great submissions. Lots of cool pinning combinations. The crowd is just on fire, chanting, "This is awesome!" And Bandito uh, trying to, uh, you know, beat Daniel Brian Danielson in his own game sometimes. Yeah, lots of cool moves. Uh, Bandito showing awesome strength when he picks Brian up in a suplex, and he's holding Brian like almost horizontally, but he muscles him up and holds on just the big vertical suplex. Awesome spot there. Yeah, Bandito just hits a bunch of big moves, gets some big near falls, and then another crazy move when they're both on the top rope. Bandito picks up Brian, hits a moonsault, fall away slam. Uh, and then he follows up with the springboard, the uh, 21plex, I think he called it. Okay. Just a cool move there. Another yeah. near fall, so the crowd's, crowd's just going wild. But then Brian fights back, hits the Boo Psycho knee, gets the hard-fought win. But uh, just an excellent match overall. It really was. It really was. Um, it, it's been great seeing. I mean, I feel like Bandito has had a lot of these high pro, great high-profile matches that he keeps losing in. Yeah. But yeah. they've all been very, very, very good. Yeah, it's like him and Takeshita are like yes. the same 
<laughs> just awesome wrestlers. Still looking for that big win. Bandito Takeshita. I don't know who would win. Let's yeah, let's let's throw that on the next on one of the next shows. Do it. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, then right afterwards, MJF appears on the screen. Just kind of cuts a promo on Brian. Just the usual MJF stuff. Yeah, it was a very normal. I think there were some uh, sound issues or video issues before uh, because the the crowd didn't really know what was going on. During. Yeah, there was nothing. Nothing too crazy on that one. Then uh, we go backstage. Soraya and Tony Storm. They're with Hikaru Shida talking about her screwing up the match for them last week by tossing that kendo stick in. And Shida just rolls her eyes and they tell her, stay in the back this week. So. Yikes. her in her place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also got an announcement for next week. Brian Danielson, his opponent's going to be Brian Cage. Uh, so MJF approaches Cage, offers him an envelope stuffed with cash if he goes out and breaks Brian's arm. Doesn't care if he wins or loses. Just break his arm, and then he slaps Cage in the face. Cage grabs him. Max says, yes, use that anger next week against Brian. Use that. This could be Brian Danielson's <laughs> one of his maybe physically uh, most difficult tests since arriving here in AEW. Yeah, Cage is a big boy, and uh, you know this could end up being one of Brian Cage's best matches when you got an opponent like Brian Danielson. So yeah, lots of beef, lots be of beef on that man. <clears throat> and then we go to that women's match. Tony Storm takes on Willow Nightingale. Uh, pretty good match here. Uh, I'll give, you know, Willow, she's done a good job getting over, making a name for herself these last few months. Certainly becoming a bigger deal. Ever since her uh, big contract signing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Ever since she kind of split off from Jade and that whole thing. So good to see. Uh, during the match, Sheeta comes out with the kendo stick, disobeying those orders from earlier. Uh, so we continue. Willow hits a big cannonball senton in the corner, but Tony kicks out. And then Soraya jumps on the apron, causing a distraction on Willow. Tony rolls her up, grabs the trunks, gets the three count. So some heel work here from Soraya and Tony. And I was just about uh, to say, they, I think Soraya and Tony are full heels now. Yeah, I mean, they take it even further when they both just attack Willow after the match well, for no yeah, reason. Because of that. Yeah, so they beat her down. Ruby Sobo runs out, chases them off. But yeah, that's uh, that seems like a pretty definitive heel turn for Soraya and Tony. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, and now Jamie is going to have to decide. Well, shit. You know, do I want to go with these the, my friends who are bad people, or uh, you know, good people who uh, aren't my friends? It's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, uh, even though Ruby was the one that made the save here, I mean, you could put her with Saray and Tony, have this whole ex-WWE gang type of thing. Well, um, yeah, Saray's yeah. promo before was kind of like, oh, you know, she was kind of pissing on the homegrown talent. Yeah. So who knows? See where this leads. But, uh, yeah, could be interesting. We haven't seen Tony or Saray's heels yet in AEW, so. No. See where this leads. Uh, main event time. Darby Allen defending his TNT title against Kushida. 
making his AEW debut and here. And I don't think we've seen him. I think he's been on New Japan, but you know, Mike, you and I haven't haven't been in the world. Um, yeah. I think this is his first time we've seen him since NXT. Yeah, probably like, I don't know, almost a year ago. It's been a while, maybe, it feels like, yeah, since. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, fun match here. The crowd was split, chanting for both guys, and yeah, just a good, evenly fought match. Kushida, he had these two guys from the LA Dojo in his corner. Not sure exactly who they are, but I'm sure they have names. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think I looked in. Yeah, Kushida was at Wrestle Kingdom, actually. He did wrestle, so I think these were his buds from there, maybe. Okay. Either way, they're standing there. Darby doesn't like them, so he hits a big swanton off the top rope onto them on the floor. Uh, the story of the match was Kushida just working over Darby's arm, just hitting big moves, a big cross arm breaker on the floor. And then later, Darby sits up, or he sets a, he sets a chair up on the floor and sits Kushida in it. He goes to drop kick him, but then Kushida just stands up midair, catches him in an arm bar. So just working that arm all match. They climb to the top rope. Kushida hits this. It was like a Spanish fly arm breaker off the top rope and keeps the arm bar held on, but Darby's able to slip out and he uh, puts Kushida in the last supper, gets the one, two, three. So Darby retains at the end. We knew he was going to retain. Yeah. Uh, but there was a weird stunner on the apron on this one, uh, which uh, a, uh, a slight bite yeah. felt like. Um, yeah, it was the one. Yeah, where Darby like flips over top and yeah. lands in the stunner, and he yeah. ended up like taking the bump himself because she did. Because a stunner, yeah, like you don't fall face first; you kind of fall on your knees. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it was like almost Darby like took yeah, the bump, even though he didn't was know what one. he wanted to do. Uh, you know, maybe you know he was like, "Oh shit, how do I pop onto my face or something like that?" I don't know. It was it was a little bizarre. Uh, but after the match, uh, you know, they do, they do the handshake and the hand raise and Kushida asks, does the hand symbol one more? I want one more. Yeah. One more time. He wants one more shot at this. So yeah, nice respect show on there. And then Excalibur closes the show just saying, we're thinking of you, Jay Briscoe. You're in our hearts, our minds. And then apparently afterwards, after Dynamite, they taped Rampage and then they taped a third show. They did a little ring of honor tribute show for jay briscoe oh so. really oh wow that was quick yeah it was kind of last minute so uh yeah i kind of looked at the card nothing too big i think since it was so last minute they couldn't really do a whole lot but i think uh claudio fought christopher daniels was the big match for okay. the roh title so yeah nice to see i think tony khan said they're gonna do more like probably at the next pay-per-view do like a bigger yeah whenever ring of honor does their actual thing uh yeah so either way though that was that happened uh good episode of dynamite you had like three at least three really good matches there so yeah good to see some always good to see some great wrestling yeah no always is always is i'm sure the live crowd there got themselves a treat like five hours of wrestling probably god damn (laughs) <laughs> at least yeah with the dark tapings and everything yeah jesus christ uh but that was the entirety of the wrestling week we have one more thing for you and that is to bring you a wrestler of the week Mr. wrestler of the week of the week wrestler of the week of the week of the week wrestler of the 
Mike, I am, uh, I'll, I'll kick this one off here for you. Um, I had just mentioned him, Bandito. This was the first time for me where I think Bandito left a, uh, a real cool mark on me. He's got great hair and a great mask set up. Like, it's like a half mask, covers the lower, it, so it's, it covers the kind of like different parts of his face and the long, long pretty damn long hair. Uh, yeah. great look, incredible competitor, a lot of strength, and really, uh, did it for me this week. I think he's my wrestler of the week. Yeah, awesome match. Uh, he's got a lot of star potential here in AEW, but, uh, you know, just because of everything that happened, I'm gonna give it to Jay Briscoe, wrestler of the week. You know, he, he was in contention for some shooties, feud of the year. Uh, match of the year with FTR, so this is maybe the last chance for him to win an award. So I'm just gonna throw it to Jay Briscoe. You're right. It was that incredible, that incredible trilogy of uh, of insane tag wrestling, uh, possibly some of the best of all time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that could have so. been it. Well, congratulations to everybody out there, and uh, that was it. That was all the time we have. Thanks for listening. Rate, like, subscribe. Show is everywhere. We'll be back next week. Of course, next week will be our Rumble preview. Is that correct? That's right. Next Saturday is the Rumble. Baby. Uh, Mike, your personal favorite pay-per-view of the year. Yeah. I mean, always the excitement, the surprises. Uh, yeah, nothing like a Royal Rumble. There's nothing like a Royal Rumble, baby. Really can't wait. We're only a week and a half away. That's all the time we have. Thanks for listening, Mike. Take care of yourself. All right, see you next time. Shoot.